we're not uh, taught how to be um, empowered. That's something that's chosen. Uh, so people on a path do that and seek mentors and seek coaches and seek uh, to better themselves by choice. But but really the whole game, like we started talking out, is set up to make us passive consumers who are sedated and just distracted. Right. <laughs> to stay awake means we also have to face our pain and turn toward the pain and find out uh, what's the message inside of it. Feel our our pain fully, then it no longer has power over us, and we're no longer running from it or numbing or trying to please. We're operating from a place of deeply uh, powerful faith and and trust. I like to say there's four pieces of in the conversation of trust. There's self trust. There's trust in others. There's trust in reality itself, and then there's trust in a greater plan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lobos. Another fire freaking episode today. And I think it's because there's so much alignment with these incredible other men out there that are serving men at a very high level uh, in the coaching or the guidance or the mentor space in, in personal development and business development. And it's cool to align with these guys. And, and my guest today, Gabriel, he is one of those guys that aligned with me. He sent me a message on Facebook and just said, hey, man, I love what you're doing with Men on Purpose. Like, here's what I'm doing. Our missions align. And I said, bro, come on. Let's talk about that together. So today we're going to be talking about a lot of really great stuff that a lot of you have been asking about and a lot of you need to talk about and need to hear or just need to deal with and face. So let me run through so you know that you're not wasting your time. Let me run through all the stuff that we're going to talk about today, or at least the, the highlights. So we're going to be talking about knowing and understanding your purpose. We're going to be talking about uh, turning, turning toward your pain and facing it, the difference between going numb and forgetting, right? And actually facing that pain. He calls it anesthesia and amnesia. We're going to talk about rejection and abandonment and how those are, are, are foundational uh, fuels for a lot of the challenges that men have today. We're going to talk about overwork, like workaholic, is the most rewarded addiction. We're going to get into that. Net worth not being your self-worth, the difference between success and fulfillment, the difference between danger and dangerous. You're going to, you're going to like that. We're going to talk about uh, what is a nice guy, and we're going to talk about really in deep covert contracts. A lot of you have heard me talk about that before. Uh, we're going to talk about what women want, surrender and letting go, trusting the process, trusting yourself, trusting your journey, getting trust back in yourself, why therapy doesn't work for men, um, guys who need to confront the truth in the mirror, basically look at themselves, stop running from, stop chasing, turn and face the thing that you've been running from, rejection, abandonment, having it all, dying again and again, nice guy syndrome, like I said, pain being inevitable, suffering being optional, and getting back your heart really getting connected with your heart, your backbone, and your balls to live the most authentic life that you should be, okay? If that interests you, stick around. If it doesn't, there's like 4 million podcasts out there, all right? If you stick around, I'm appreciative. And get your pen out because you're going to learn something. Let me tell you a little bit about Gabe, and then we're going to jump. So uh, Gabe is a visionary writer, speaker, mythologist, entrepreneur, executive men's coach. He lives in the Mossy Mountains of Western Canada. He's the author of a best-selling international book, Alive on Purpose, Unclench from Fear and Step into Your Power, 
with Backbone, Heart, and Balls. I freaking love the title of that book. He's on a mission to inspire men to lead purpose-driven lives and business and reverse engineer the systematic sedation of men and masculinity. That is right up my alley. So let's jump in. You ready? First and foremost, before we get started, menonpurpose.net is the everything you need men on purpose. It's the podcast stuff. It's, and by the way, we got a new crawler on there for the podcast. So it's sexy looking. So go check it out, menonpurpose.net. Tons of free giveaways on there, tons of free stuff. Uh, any of our products, like our masterminds, our, uh, our mini coaching courses, our free mini coaching course called the Purpose Driven Formula, um, our Facebook community, literally everything can be found on there. If you need something, just reach out. We're happy to help you or guide you. Maybe one of our free products would get you to where you need to be. Maybe one of our, our masterminds would, and maybe one of our retreats would be something that you need to dive into because you want that dynamite blast right now. doesn't matter. Just take action. Do something for yourself. Advocate for yourself. If you are not living the life you truly desire and know is possible and know you're capable of, the only thing I ask is that you advocate for yourself, raise your hand and say, I need help. Don't worry about the how, don't worry about the what, just worry about the why, because you won't be living your life in full integrity and alignment. And that sucks. And we're here to change that. So thank you for being here, because that's the first step. Thank you for being here. Enjoy this episode. Gabe, always good to have another, another fellow man that is walking this mission, walking this walk on a mission, however you want to call it, of deep level men's work, man. So I appreciate you reaching out to me. And um, like I said, before we started recording, I, I felt your heart in the message that you sent me. And a lot of people reach out and go, hey, man, I want to be on your podcast. Hey, can, I, can you interview me? Hey, I got this book coming out. Can you interview me? And I'm really selective because I want to make sure that the mission and the message stay consistent as much as they can of men's evolution and men's full authenticity revealment and tapping into their heart, which has usually been covered up by our past programming and our traumas and our stories and all the shit from our, you know, childhood. And so it was really nice for you to reach out and say, hey, man, I feel what you're doing. I love it. And I'm doing something very similar. So that puts us in this position now. So welcome to Mental Purpose Podcast. And, and um, thanks for that initiation. Wonderful. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, like I said, when I saw the title of Men on Purpose, and I just finished writing this book, Alive on Purpose, which is a book directly for men. It is like a, a guidebook for men and transformation uh, from purpose uh, first, then uh, it just was a kind of no brainer. I couldn't, I couldn't not reach out to you and say, Hey, love what you're doing. Let's, let's dive in. And, and then, um, yeah. And you started to also ask me like, what, what have I overcome? Right. Yeah. Like, let's, let's dive into that stuff right away. Yep. We, know, we know that a lot of guys are struggling, know that this is a crisis moment. This is a Kairos moment. Um, and I think I fired at you a lot of the things that I've overcome, like uh, divorce, uh, figuring out blended family dynamics, uh, depression, uh, nice guy syndrome. That's a big one that uh, as a recovering people pleaser myself, I guide a lot of men out of the trouble and the patterns that keep them stuck in that uh, problem. Uh, major career changes in my 
adolescent, I had a dark night of the soul when I was 18 and, and I spent a month in a psych ward, which really wow. set me up to become a seeker yeah. at, the, at the real intersection points of mental illness and spiritual emergence. And yeah. that really took me about 10 years to put the pieces back together and, and find my path, which eventually became what I'm doing now um, beyond the trainings and you know, the commitments, it's just, uh, right. it's about knowing that the deepest way men can transform their lives is to know their purpose and to act purpose first, which I just simply define as you are your purpose. Like, let's not miss, let's not miss yeah. the, you are your purpose and your purpose is your gift. And so you're here to provide your gift. And, uh, and that, is the ultimate work and we need to die again and again and again as we evolve through how to face the obstacles and challenges and the commitment to give your gift and to have it all to to get to your next level on the way to full potential um i yeah i swing between working with men on relationship stuff and then on their their business stuff so archetypally you could say we swing between a lover and warrior um, yeah. and somewhere well, let's in go let, let's talk about the let's talk about like i love the nice guy thing man and i'm really interested to understand this this uh what did you call it in here the late ass at late adolescence dark night of the soul like i really I, i'm just let's just let's dig in there i really want to start there i know you got a lot of stuff and um i too agree that that most men are on a high level default setting where their job is their purpose and their identity or their family's their purpose and their identity. And although they're achieving at a very high level and success is coming from the money that they bring and the stuff they provide, there's still no depth of purpose there. The human doesn't have its purpose. It, it, well, the purpose isn't defined for the human one and two, not really open to seeing the definition not open to aligning with it and wouldn't know if they align with it because they're so distracted over here. So we're going to get into that. I, I love that stuff because at that point, you now know where you're going. You now know what to do and what not to do, which may be even more important. So dude, start with that dark, uh, dark night of the soul, 30 days in a, in a, in a, in a psych ward. Yep. And that was, definitely like the beginning of of i'd say my adult initiation and uh and i think that at the core of men doing personal growth work is this missing piece in our modern world of initiation rights and you know warrior rights that have existed in other cultures and in other times and that the world needs men to pick up right now uh and so I think 18 is also a very symbolic age. I, I completely came apart from myself. My parents and family thought it was, uh, it was a mushroom trip or acid trip gone wrong. And they, they thought it was that. I had experimented with all that stuff, but that's not what it was. I had, not, I had nothing to do with that. And it's still a great mystery to me what actually pushed me in there. Um, like, like, let me, let me, I never really talked to anybody on this program about that and i and i, I want to dig in here if you're okay with that because i think there are a lot of guys who sometimes they feel on the verge of a massive breakdown mentally and emotionally 
And they are, they're stringing shit together on a daily basis, barely keeping it together. They're crying in their car like I was 10 years ago because I couldn't, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel worth it. I didn't feel like I mattered to the world. I certainly didn't matter to me. I felt like my marriage and my business were the only thing that I had of value to the planet. Completely lost, misaligned, bored, um, trapped, you name it. And, and I, I, I had a mental breakdown one day and I drove myself to um, a psych hospital in Baltimore called Shepherd Pratt, which was like right down the street from my real estate office. And this is about three weeks into my real estate career. And I, instead of going in, which the dark voices in my head told me to do, because they said, look, it'll be all over. You go in and you tell them that you don't want to live anymore. If you tell them something extreme, they will, they will numb your pain and they will give you a free room that your insurance is going to pay for. Like this is going on in my head and, and it'll be over. It'll be over. And luckily the other side of my brain was like, just call your mom for a second, man. Before you do that, call your mom. And I called my mom and she came down and picked me up and gave me some Xanax to chill out. And, and, and I was, I was at that point. And that point was worried about what other people were going to think about me and whether I was ever going to amount to anything that was of, of substance to the world. And I mean, that's the work that I do today is help men really align with that purpose and mission that they're designed to be on, not supposed to designed to be on. And I didn't know it. And I was so scared because I knew that I was off it. I just didn't know what it was or how to get on it. And it took me another five years to to start to align. And that was scary. So you went a step farther, had that breakdown. So mine was at 30 years old. Yours was at 18. And then what, what, what happened? So you just lost capacity. What, what, what drove you to that place? What's up guys. I'm so sorry to interrupt the episode. I just need one minute to share with you all the new and exciting, amazing stuff we've got created here at Men on Purpose. First of all, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting the movement we're creating for all the men of the world. Next, you've got to check out our new website, menonpurpose.net, where you'll find all kinds of cool stuff, including links to our podcast and the free Men on Purpose community. You're also going to find our new free purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook and links to all of our new coaching programs and products. Look, I've had so many of you ask me where to get started with your personal growth journey or where you can go to level up. So I put this thing together, this free ebook and mini course, and we're going to be talking about and coaching you through a really light version of our purpose-driven formula, which is our foundational formula. And for those of you who are ready now, we got you. Listen up, whether it's becoming the best husband, being the best dad, quitting that job that doesn't serve you, or just understanding how to put you first, we've got what you need to align with your authentic self and find that true fulfillment and live a life with no regrets. Look, we're helping men with structure, support, and sustainability. That's what you've asked for, and that's what we deliver. As we lead you through proven and tested curriculum that focuses on formulas to help you get farther faster. So make sure you go to menonpurpose.net, Click the button to download our free, powerful, purpose-driven formula mini course and ebook. And while you're there, make sure you check out some of our amazing products designed to help you find your purpose, stop self-sabotage, and dial in your mindset, skills, and habits to evolve into the best version of you. Why? Because we want you to live and have the best life possible. No regrets. So, mentalpurpose.net, let's get back to the episode. Uh, I Like I said, I think it's still a great mystery. Uh, and I, I what actually... Um, it took me probably six months to shake that off, that experience, uh, and and come back to myself. But I didn't start to understand it till ten years later, wow. when I ended up following some friends to support a Sundance ceremony in the Lakota tradition. And mm-hmm. then 
it was the 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 sound of the drums the the amazing songs and the spirit of the prayer with all those uh sacred pipes and and uh that just cracked me open and i i, I remember weeping at this sundance and connecting with the grief of what i actually needed when i was 18 which i didn't have and it wasn't uh pharmaceuticals to numb me out right <laughs> it was i it, it was the drums the elders the space where people become warriors and yeah. i think that's what that's what the core of men's work is is we need to learn how to turn towards our pain and face it i like to say there's two major uh sins of our modern era and one is going numb and the other is forgetting and so much of our modern construct is is going numb is distractions denial uh sedation and there's a difference between sedation and meditation uh we can even be sedated on things that seem good like workaholism or going to the gym or you know whatever it is um so yeah, that that was what were, when, the, what were those two again? Going numb and what was the other one? Uh forgetting. Yeah. Amnesia and anesthesia. And so 10 years later, uh, I went through a divorce and then I went through my grief initiation where I actually lost everything uh, I thought I would had and went through that major ego death. And it was through uh going deep into the grief that I actually found my purpose. And I said, wait a minute. Um, I remember waking up one morning uh, in tears, crying like a, like a baby wails, you know, like, wow, I was crying yeah. like this whale into the morning. And I think I was 29 or 30. And I realized I was, I was uh, feeling the sting and pain of rejection and abandonment, hmm. which are actually now I know are the core uh, things that, uh, nice guys are running from the reason they're seeking outside validation. The reason reason they're they're uh, trying to please their boss or please their wife or do everything for everyone else with you know completely forget about themselves until last is because they're afraid of rejection and abandonment. Yeah. So because I was given the gift of the divorce and abandonment, and I felt the pain of it, I woke up in tears, and then a moment later, I received the gift and I laughed at myself, which which was. The realization that oh now that i know the pain of rejection and abandonment i never have to fear that again because now i've made the commitment to never abandon myself again and that's that masculine alignment of backbone heart and balls and right. when we're when you're in that you know you're in it's not a, it's not you just feel it you're like yeah, yeah this is i'm on purpose right now yeah and, and then you actually give to the woman in your life from overflow you give to the children from overflow because you're aligned in your axis. And that's, that's the missing piece that our, even our education system misses, you know, but everything can't, can't, it really can't, you can't give it. It's not able to give it. It really shouldn't give it because what are you going to do? Have a bunch of people that are like in tune with their purpose and not looking, not, not subject to, you know, Madison Avenue marketing and credit cards, you know, like ads and, and uh, when the car company, when the car dealership calls and goes, hey, by the way, remember that car you bought last year? We, we can give you a brand new one. Take yours. Same payment. Here you go. And, and you're like, yeah, that's amazing. And they're like, cool. I just got this guy for another 18 months on that on that interest. Right. Yeah. You're going. It's the matrix. It's the it's the simulation. And my, my wife and I talk about that all the time. Living in Los Angeles, 
we live in a simulation. We live in this, like, this fantasy, this is a fantasy world. Same with Vegas. It's a fantasy world. And you actually have to find yourself inside of the fantasy world or it will eat you up. Kind of like people in relationships. I want, I want to dig into that for a second. Rejection and abandonment. I know a lot of the guys who are listening, women too, uh, myself included, I have been through um, some deep stuff with rejection and abandonment. And some of that stuff actually continues to show up quick. Like it'll, it'll like peek its head out and then go back down. There's no, there's no depth to it anymore. Like it can't shut me down. It doesn't turn me or sway me yet. It did for a very long time in my career, in my marriage, um, in my family life. Like it, it, it had a major impact. What do you think most guys are dealing with? And, and there's also some other stuff I want to go back to as well. Like the going numb, forgetting. I really like how you put that amnesia and anesthesia, which I don't think I could spell anesthesia to save my life. <laughs> I know there's an H and an S and an E in there. I'm, I'm, I'm writing it on my notes and I'm like, ah, oh, that's, well, that's not, it's definitely not right. So let me go back to that. Um, why are most guys going numb and forgetting like numbing themselves. And yeah, I think you called it right. There's work is a sexier version of, of, of avoidance that yeah, I yeah. think work is more dangerous than alcohol and drugs. And because, it's, and it's the uh, most rewarded addiction because 100%. You, you did well get results. And then, so that's right. success, right? So like, I, I like to say we're there's a difference between success and fulfillment. And I define it by success builds the house and fulfillment allows us to feel good inside the house. And that's great. Yeah, that's that's the harder one because that requires intimacy, uh, radical honesty and softening um, because we can't be that that production warrior when we get into the nest. We got to take that armor off and be naked in the truth. Um, yeah. And find, yeah, find that vulnerability, that sweetness, and tune into that lover. Uh, I think the reason men go numb and forget is partly, well, it's, it's a lot of old trauma stories. Uh, one of them is um, the idea that our net worth is our self-worth. Yeah. That, that in and of itself is troublemaking. Um, but it's the trap many we, we, we have to encounter, we have to, you know, face that one way or another. Um, and there's a reckoning there. And then the other one probably comes from war trauma, uh, from generations prior who yep. went to battle and yep. had to not feel. And then of course, when you're in battle mode, or if you're, you know, doing some extreme sport, you have to be able to shut out feelings. That's a discipline. Sure. But then to not be able to 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 actually have a vocabulary of feeling um, makes a man a danger. Yeah. And what we want is for men to be dangerous because when he's dangerous, he's in touch with his darkness. He's got a hand on the darkness, but he's not a danger because of that. If he's denying that he's dangerous, then he's even more of a danger. Hmm. If, if you're picking up on my. Yeah, that's a cool way of putting that. I, I I've never heard it put like that a guy danger versus dangerous. That's a cool way of putting it. Yeah. We don't want danger because then he's a walking powder keg of denial. Um, yeah. And, and uh, so th those are some of the forces that I can track back in, in like saying, how did we get here? 
And then now we've got all manner of uh, discombobulation with men, some of them armored up to the hilt yeah. and one extreme, um, you know, denying the feelings. And then we got this other swath of men who are in the sensitive new age, nice guy trap who've completely lost their backbone and are all heart. And that's great. Big open hearts are great. But why I subtitled my book, um, uh, Unclench from Fear and Step into Your Power, Backbone, Heart, and Balls. Because inside of that trinity, yeah, we find our power, we grab our balls and go, but we have to be able to also find our heart. Yeah. And that, that's where that's what brings us home. It's um, interesting, like man. It's interesting that I, I, I when I when I saw the when I saw that title, I thought, wow, that's I, I like the way that he's got balls in there, too, because it's not backbone and heart, which would definitely are counterbalance. Right. It's the 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 balls in there, which which I kind of equate to almost like the courage to execute and take action on the things that you know are possible, yet you probably are scared or you've been avoiding for a very long time, maybe saying what you need to say or or being vulnerable with your, um, you know, with your with your spouse or your children or your boss or your employees and saying to your employees how much this company means to you and not being just a total dick because you're shedding or you're you're um, you're shielding yourself from this 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 soft piece of your heart that you don't want to share with anybody. So I like that. I like that trifecta of, of like I feel like the backbone is the inner confidence. The balls is the courage to take action, you know. And then the heart is has to be open or you're not a well-rounded guy. You're a, you're a jerk off. You're, you're just, you're straight toxic masculinity. And you're just, you're just plowing your way through the streets feeling like shit because you're knocking people over. Yet at the same time, you're trying to justify why you need to do that. And by the way, knocking people over means, you know, your family, your employees, your friends, yourself, bro. Most of the guys that I work with, and this was me in the past, I'm sure it was you. They have no clue how to put themselves first. They have no clue how to spend time with them unless it's gym, golf, sports, out with buddies, or or like company vacations. That's what I have. I, and I, I, I track all that shit. I track yeah. all of that. And it's those five things that that trick guys into believing that they are putting themselves first and spending time on them. When in fact, all of that stuff is the numb and the forgetting like you talked about earlier. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well put. And the thing about nice guy syndrome is you don't actually have to be like the um, stereotypical soft beta male oh. type. Like you can be a nice guy because everything you're doing is trying to please others and you're putting yourself last. That's part of the, the wound of that. And when you put yourself last too much, all of your own needs getting met uh, happen covertly. Like you hear yeah. the workaround, it's yeah. a manipulation. And then there's some resentment that builds up because you're like, well, what about me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so there is a taboo against putting yourself first. Um, but when we get into like a healthy power hierarchy, you need to fill your cup so you can give from overflow and not just in, in ways that blow off steam, but you need to fill your cup in this deepest way where you're really connected to to what you need Agreed. and man, like i call myself a player coach when i work with men because everything i teach or support other men, guys to go through i only can stay in integrity with that because i'm in the game too i got kids and i got a wife and i want to have it all 
Um, and life is going to cook us and test us to have all of that. Um, I so, yeah, you're speaking my language on that, man. Uh, people who listen to this, they, they, they know my thoughts on, on coaches that regurgitate versus player coaches that have played the game and now coach people through it. It's, it's a big difference. And there is value and effectiveness that one has that the other one actually doesn't. There's a perceived value where the other one has an actual value. Right, the regurgitation coach has a perceived value because they probably can spit a good game, and the player coach, the actual experience-driven coach, has real intrinsic value, real deep value, and effectiveness, and what I call sustainability. Because if they teach you something that has sustained them, it'll sustain you. It's human. It's human psychology. So let me go back to something for a second. The one of my favorite books is No More Mr. Nice Guy. I know you've read it. You had to have read it, right? And one of my favorite things from there that I noticed about my own life was covert contracts, which you were kind of alluding to. And I want to go back to that because I want to make sure that the guys who are listening, the women listening are clear on what a covert contract is. You want to explain it? Um, I will. I mean, if it's totally your call. Well, let's just riff on it. Like I, yeah. I would just start by saying it's, it's when, uh, oh, okay. Well, here's another way of explaining it in a relationship context. Um, which might be a bit sideways from a direct answer, but I like to say there's oh, two marriages. That there's one marriage that happens in the light of day, and that's in the church or the temple or the the holy place with the holy person. Two families come together, yeah. vows are exchanged, tears flow. You get it. Everybody knows what the first marriage is. The second marriage is happening in the church basement, per, you know, proverbially speaking. And in the church basement, the couple are exchanging shadow contracts. Hmm. which are um, the unspoken assumptions uh, of what their relationship is about, which can really uh, can lead into uh, expectations that are toxic, where, you know, one couple or one part of the couple or the other will initiate sex or the other one will um, pay the bills or the other one will, um, you know, meal plan. And so we get into these roles in a relationship and they become hmm. unconscious expectations if we don't periodically grab the shovel and dig down to get into the basement and say, how can we look at our patterns and transform them from dangerous expectations into agreements? Yeah. That's, and that's the renegotiation of staying in a conscious evolving relationship where as adults, we're, we're in agreement fields all the time. That's our contracts. So the covert contract is when I get my needs met not directly, not assertively, not claiming. Yeah. But I do it uh, by pleasing everybody else and then having an unspoken expectation that I need to, to get mine now. Or, you know, it's just messy and murky. That's that's sort of one way to approach. Oh, it's a great, dude, it's a I'm great example. How, I'm curious how you can unpack oh, that. It's, I, I think that's a fantastic example. It, it's, uh, it's super clear. I mean, I, I talk to so many people that'll say, well, you said it earlier. What about me? I've been doing all this shit. What about me? That's a covert contract. When you're doing what you're doing to get something for it that no one knows you want. You might, even, you might not even know you want it. You might discover it and then be pissed off that no one gave it to you. Yet you didn't even know you wanted it. How the hell would they know because you didn't communicate your expectation? And now you're pissed off and you're showing up as 
and your 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 aura, your being in that moment is of a person that has just had a contract uh, uh, killed or performance was smashed or you know someone just completely broke their agreement. There was no agreement, but your body and your brain, they feel the break of the agreement. Yet when your wife looks at you and goes, what's wrong? You're like, what's wrong? How can you not know what's wrong? I've been busting my ass for all these years and I get nothing in return. What'd you want? You don't know what I want. We've agreed to this. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. I would pay the bills. And, you know, I was talking to a friend this morning about it. Like, sometimes I just want to be myself included. Sometimes I just want to be told, Hey man, really appreciate the work you're doing. Like you're doing a great job or I, we appreciate you or we see your hard work or, you know, the, the, the challenging this that you work through or the, the, the time that you stayed up till midnight to figure out that challenge that you know, we really didn't know about just that. Hey, that meant something to us, you know? And inside my head, I'm like, why is no one doing that for me yet? No one knows that that's what I want. And that's a covert contract. When you have that, a that, that reaction, like someone just took a cup of coffee from you and goes, Hey, thanks for the coffee. I really appreciate it. And smashed it on the ground and gave you the middle finger and walked out. What, what the hell just happened? They said they wanted a coffee. Why'd they smash it on the ground? You know, and now you're confused. And that's what the other person in the party is now confused about. It's like the passive aggressive piece around right. the nice guy wound. Yeah, totally. I like to say inside of masculinity, there's three energetic principles that we got to work on as guys. And they're, I, you could call them PCP muscle because the, the letters are PCP. And the first one is presence and being present. The second one is claim and the power to claim needs, which is the nice guy's terrible at because he denies he even has needs as a martyr savior complex. And then the third one is penetration, which is an extension of presence. When we're really present, we can penetrate the moment, penetrate the field, identify what the needs are and, you know, meet them. Yeah. You know, and 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 not not even losing your own needs inside of that, but but yeah. hold whole. And you know, as dads, you know, and and men in relationships, we, we can't always be holding that. It's a it's a dance, right? Obviously, the uh, the partner's holding that some of the time, but yeah, of uh, the claim piece is the one that the nice guys uh, gets passive aggressive on, and the assertive power is is the one that i'm still getting better at <laughs> yeah the claim piece just to, just to dig in a little deeper to the for the audience the claim piece would be you should know what i want and not because there's a responsibility for you to be able to communicate what you need and want yet if you can't there's a passive aggressive that says hey don't ask me you should know what i want and i know for a fact that 68 percent of the people listening right now married men have had their wives come to us and say, you should know what I want. You've been married for X number of years. You, you should know me by now. And that's, is that what you're talking about in terms of claim? Yeah. And like, let's talk about what women want. <laughs> right. Right. For a minute. Cool. <laughs> because there's this old, there's this old myth and like how I got into men's worth and work initially was through myth and the whole mythopoetic stuff. Yeah. And in my training, um, I would geek out on the Minnesota Men's Conference YouTube channel 
And that all these old uh, guys would be telling stories around the fire and they would tell old myths. And inside of these myths, there's so much encoded in there. There's oh, so yeah. Much. And one myth was about Lady Ragnall. And uh, I forget, it was like some night. And, and the test was for the night to, to answer the question of what is it that women want? <laughs> and the right answer <laughs> is everything. Is okay. everything. Women want everything. And so our task as providers, as men, is to provide everything. And that sounds like a lot, but at the same time, it's the other half of claim is surrender, is just surrendering into the, the task, even if it's like a big burden to bear, to surrender. All power in my practice comes from a higher power. Yes. So even, even when we encounter those edges of where we are not enough, where maybe we're not worthy, where we don't have the answers, that's when this, this greater being comes in and helps, helps with, with the faith piece um, and, and that transpersonal connection yeah. of trusting the journey. And uh, yeah, and, and, you know, facing the uncertainty with certainty. Why is trusting that journey and surrendering so challenging for people in your opinion well i think um we're not uh taught how to be um empowered that's something that's chosen uh so people on a path do that and seek mentors and seek coaches and seek uh to better themselves by choice but but really the whole game like we started talking out is set up to make us passive consumers who are sedated and just distracted. Right, know? right. To stay awake, to stay awake means we also have to face our pain and turn toward the pain and find out uh, what's the message inside of it. Yeah. And when we feel our, our pain fully, then it no longer has power over us and we're no longer running from it or numbing or trying to please we're operating from a place of deeply uh, powerful faith and, and trust. I like to say there's four pieces of in the conversation of trust. There's self-trust, there's trust in others, there's trust in reality itself, and then there's trust in a greater plan. Yeah. It's interesting because the common theme, I think, that I've been going through with a lot of guys in this season of my life, right? This season of my business, the men on purpose movement and, and, and company and programs and everything is, is growing really well. I'm growing as a person, as a coach, as a leader, there's other people coming on board, helping me grow this thing. And a lot of new clients are coming on board. And one massive common theme is stopping running right? Stopping the, the distractions and the, and the avoidance tactics that we're using, right? Being busy, justifying, just things like that, working all the time. I'm tired. I'm this. And, um, and turning and facing that monster that you've been running from. And one of the questions that I ask a lot of guys is, what are you running so fast toward, right? And there's the purpose piece in there. What are you running so fast toward? And then they go, oh, this, 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 that, and the other thing. And I go, cool. Well, now we need to find the fuel. What are you running so fast from? And they really don't know. They, there's just that feeling that, they're, that they, they don't want to feel. Yet sometimes they don't know what they're actually running from. 
And so one of the things that I have guys do through our formulas and our programs is stop, slow down, turn, face the monster. And most of the time, the monster is you. It's, you're in the mirror. Like it's that old version of you that you hated or you were scared of or the one that got made fun in high school or, you know, got kicked off the team or whatever it might be. And, and that concept that you think you're going to go to if you don't stop running, the moment you turn, you realize the thing dissipates. And it was, it was, it's a figment of your imagination. You've made it up the whole time. And the yeah. sad part is some of these guys are making it up for 20, 30 plus years. And it's hard as shit to realize that what I've been doing, the avoidance of my family, the avoidance of this, the not working on myself, not taking care of myself. Now I'm in my 40s or 50s. Holy shit. Like I now face this massive amount of regret. Mm-hmm. And I think what both of you and I are doing is we are, we are working diligently to put these, these uh, pieces in place for guys to not have to face that level of regret, right? Yeah. And that resentment of the life that they lived that they truly didn't align with, they didn't want, yet they didn't know what they were running toward and they actually didn't know what they were running from except a feeling. And so most guys are not authentic in who they're being on a daily basis because why would you be? You're running towards something imaginary, running from something imaginary, and you're using the exterior world to justify who you are and your value. Fucking crazy. Yeah, well put, beautiful. Really crazy. Yeah, that slowing down is so important. And it can be hard to get off the hamster wheel. And I love how you put that. Like, And it's such a power question to ask uh, and identify whether we're moving towards something we want or we're running from something we don't want it's really the running from that's the fuel right the 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 plane will fly without forward thrust for a little bit if it had forward thrust it will it'll maintain wings are designed to fly that's how they're structured it it won't lose thrust and drop it doesn't do that the wings are designed to keep it up keep lift so i think that's the piece is it's not the toward, right? It's not the promotion, job, you know, title, uh, net worth. It's, it's, they're running towards those things. It's actually not those things. What we're saying is that you should be running, you should be slowing down and understanding what your purpose actually is and what your mission actually is of you, the human, not the, not the professional version of you. And yeah. then, when you, when you do that, you're actually going to realign and those monsters that were chasing you, they start to slow or dissipate out and you get to start living your life as your choice, your life, the way you want it without influence from the exterior, influence from here. That person thought about this. What are they going to say here? What are they going to think? You're free. Like yeah. Literally, our mission is to empower men to free themselves of internal restriction and constraint. Beautiful. The mission. Because when a man can do that, he can provide himself with the life that he truly wants. And like you said earlier, have it all. He can literally have anything and everything he possibly could ever dream about because he becomes the man that can achieve all of that stuff without that dichotomy, right? Or that duality of running toward and running from all the time. It's tiring as shit. It's tiring. It's inauthentic. Yeah. And it's um, out of alignment with the presence and the presence and the power of the presence to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And stop time. The other form of scarcity 
that uh, keeps so many of us on the hamster wheel is time scarcity. Yeah. And like the real magic is when we reverse engineer that and realize that we're creating time, that, that there actually is no time scarcity. Everybody has the same amount of hours in the day. Yeah. We, we just prioritize different things and that sets us into, you know, these neurochemical patterns um, that need to be disrupted. Yeah. Presence. And that's why there's this movement is happening. Men are confronting each other. And here's what I wrote on the back cover copy of my book. I said, um, why therapy doesn't work for many guys and what we really need. <laughs> and what I, what I meant by that is like, cause I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a rogue therapist. I, I was a therapist for six years before I got into this space. And what I saw happening was guys would dip their toes in the water in therapy and they'd feel the discomfort, feel the pain. And it was uncomfortable, but there was no commitment for them to come back Yeah, because just session by session, they're like, Oh, that was a lot. And so guys need to be confronted. That's the truth. Guys need to be uh, confronted with the truth mirror who, who uh, a, a brother who's going to hold them accountable and uh, basically give them a Sufi, a Sufi slap when they're, when they're full of shit. Um, and I've needed that. I've asked for that. And it's helped me look in my own mirror more honestly and clean up my own chaos and get my house in order. Um, and so that's, that's the gift of this work is confrontation and that uh, care-frontation. Because when a, when a bro will call you out on your garbage, it's actually a powerful gift. One of the ways that the masculine expresses love is through correcting. Like, well, we correct each other. And it's a gift. It's like, oh, thank you. Oh, I missed that. Or that was my mistake. That's that's how we we sharpen, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's what sure. that's what we're doing on purpose here. Yeah. It's it, dude, I I I care frontation is what you said, right? That's really cool. You dropped a lot of cool stuff in here, man. I've never I I've never heard it put like that. I maybe maybe never is not the right word. I I do not recall. Because in my in my mastermind, I go we go over a language exercise that removes never and always. Mm. I do not recall hearing that before. The way you said it, the the way you phrased it, it's it's been this has been really uh really fun and 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 like open just conversation, you know. And I and I, you and I, when we started talking, um, before we started recording, we were talking about like me bringing coaches on and I've had some people that have been very strongly opinionated about why would you be a coach running this podcast and bring other people on that do coaching and I said, well, isn't that a part of my mission? If that's the part of the mission of my life, my business and the podcast. Like wouldn't, why wouldn't I do that? You know? So it's nice to meet other guys that are, that are set and, and very authentically aligned in this space and just walking this thing like in pure presence, you know, not forcing it, not cramming and studying every night, you know, just being in it. And it really comes from the work that we're doing on ourselves, man. So that's, it's, it's really great to, it's really great to, um, it's great to have this conversation. Really great. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. yeah I, you know what, dude, we, we started at, hold on. I need, I need to double check this 11. Okay. We're at, Okay, we got we got a little bit of time. There's a couple more things I want to ask you. If you're good for time, um, 
So the, you mentioned something about die again and again, and I wanted to go back to that. What did you mean by the, the die again and again piece? The guys are just dying again and again and again. Um, well, that's the ego death piece. Yeah. And that's part of the initiation and the path, I'd say. And it's kind of like what you were talking about, the um, thing that the monster that's chasing you. Uh, when we turn and face the pain, um, we actually sometimes have to come fully unraveled and uh, totally get disoriented inside of the pain. And then on the other side of it, you know, the firebird comes out of the ashes. Uh, but in order to get to the next level in our evolution, uh, we have to die to the man we have been, die to the mindsets, the habit sets, the addictions that have held us back and cho choose new habits, choose uh, new, um, basically new vibrations um, that are more aligned with the vision of the man you're becoming. That's how I kind of phrase it, call it like yeah. yourself. And when yeah. you hold up that vision of like, oh, that's who I'm becoming, it's actually completely incompatible to to hold on to certain ways that we've been. Yeah. Um, so that's where the death comes in. And uh, to be willing to die every day and just go through, I'm going to let go of, of that job or I'm going to let go of that relationship or that friendship because it's toxic. Um, and I'm going to keep going and get further along that razor's edge of of who I'm becoming, because we have to fall in love with who we're becoming in the yes. process of yes. chasing or creating or whatever it is that we're hustling. And, and uh, it'll always come back to a hustle. You know, we, we, we hustle uh, inside of our creations and, uh, and then uh, find next levels of abundance and prosperity that actually does make the game easier, but it's an alignment piece more so than a hustle piece. Um, yeah, but somehow like dying is letting go. And it's the hardest thing to do because we cling to the ego. We cling to who we think we are. Um, but in order to get to that next level, those old patterns have to get casted off and composted and like a, a snake shedding its skin. We just got to molt that. And it, it, it can, even that can be disorienting. Inside of a butterfly's transformation um, from caterpillar, it spends that time in the cocoon. And in that cocoon, it goes into a goo, an irrecognizable goo. And I think that's the spirit of all um, men's coaching or true transformation yeah. is guys got to go in that cocoon and take the armor off and completely fall apart and then rediscover through addressing the fears, addressing the grief, the loss, and then re rediscovering the true north and going, oh, okay, now I know what I want. Yeah, the power of desire and healthy pride and desire are the two superpowers inside of that cocoon that are going to get that man back on his horse so he can follow his true north and, and keep crushing it. Yeah, dude, I, I love the way that you said that. It's, it's, a very, it's a very interesting concept that we are taught that doesn't actually work. The grind and hustle. And the grind and hustle doesn't work because it's not sustainable now there's going to be a guy who says no it is sustainable i've been doing it for 30 years and then i look at the counterbalance right the duality which is how's your relationship how's your marriage and look yeah, some marriages how's body like how, how are you taking care of this exactly some marriages fall apart 
because they're designed to do that because you were a very different person when you met than who you've evolved into. Right. And that, that grind and hustle doesn't apply to personal growth or relationship growth or fatherhood, by the way. So you have to let go of that grind and hustle mentality and just surrender to that, that peace. Like, Hey man, today the ego's going to die a little bit. I remember my first ayahuasca journey, like the, the, the shaman said, you are going to go through and experience a death of a part of you tonight. And it's going to be what it is. And I'm like, what's it going to be? And she goes, huh, it's going to be what it is. The only way out is through. And I thought, oh, God, can you just tell me a little bit? Like, can you describe, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to know so badly. And, and, and I think that was the first time I was, I was, tw- I was 30, I was 36 years old. It was the first time. I believe in my life that I'd ever fully surrendered to what is in the moment. Mm. I drank that medicine and I let go. And it was the first time. And my ego was like, are you out of your mind? What did you just do? You just drank poison. You're going to die tonight. And there was another voice inside that said, and if that's the design, that's the design. Just be in this moment. Just take this time for you for a second. You've been running for 36 years, dude, right? Running toward, running from, running toward, running from. Constant, constant. And it was the first time that I ever slowed down and thought to myself, wow, I'm actually putting me first. I'm actually making me a priority in this moment. And I think I can do this because it's not about making me a priority for a year. It's about making me a priority in that moment and the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And that shit adds up to the years. And that is what I learned. That's what I learned. It was crazy. Beautiful. You yeah. know, I love that. And you know what that reminds me of the saying that uh, in life, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And we, you know, you take that brew and you get that reminder from that shaman, oh, this is going to be painful. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's the sh- that's the stuff we're, we've been running from. But then to go through that and like fully surrender into the crucifixion of it and come out on the other side and go, oh, OK, I don't have to run from that pain. It's actually right. not that bad. It actually right. makes me a more trustworthy man to go in and down yeah. and know that I got this and, and I'm not and I'm just going to keep being present. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's the suffering that causes all the, is the drama and the story about the pain. The story about the pain is, and the behavior around the story is more more harmful than feeling the pain and going like, just, just manning up a bit, you know, just a, just a, just a titch. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree, man. Dude, this has been such a great conversation. I've had a, you know what, dude, I'm, I'm celebrating a fantastic freaking day today. Even though it's raining in LA and, and power's going out and internet spotty, it's been a fantastic day. I had a great day at the Peterson Auto Museum with my buddy, Paul. I had a great, great bunch of conversations this morning. This conversation was fantastic. This is a great day, man. So dude, I really appreciate your time and your knowledge and, and just sharing so freaking open and, and, and authentically with us and with the audience. Uh, where can people find you? Give the name of the book again and uh, let people know where they can find you. Um, so the book is called Alive on Purpose. It's on Amazon. And it's uh, the subtitle is Unclenched from Fear and Step into Your Power, Backbone, Heart, and Balls. Uh, the easiest way to find me is on Facebook. 
that's where I'm most uh, active and posting. And yeah, the name's Gabriel Kazan, spelled K-E-C-Z-A-N, uh, Z for the Americans. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, what about the Americans that don't say Z? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Kexan is what it looks like. And that's Hungarian. But yeah, I'm on Facebook. And um, yeah, I have a free group for men called the Wholehearted Man Project, uh, where I just dump a lot of uh, dank memes and humor. And just like I mess with guys and like help them wake up. And it's a great connected space. Um, so that's where you could look me look for me. I do I do lives occasionally on Facebook. I've been um, amping up the the algorithm there. Love it, man. That's super cool. Dude, thanks again for being here. Really appreciate your time. And audience, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for always supporting us as we grow and, you know, giving us what you really want and 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 pushing yourselves to to be stronger, better, more ballsy, backbone men, more authentic men. And um, yeah, make sure you check out menonpurpose.net for show notes and all the information on Gabriel and Alive on Purpose, the book, and what's the group again? The Wholehearted Man Project. The Wholehearted Man Project. So uh, audience, thank you again for listening. And remember, be on purpose, become irreplaceable. We'll catch you on the next one.